The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Child drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars at home hosting UT Arlington, a rematch of last season's first round NIT matchup. Now, the Cougars improved to 2-0 with Wednesday night's 65-56 road win at Princeton. Elijah Bryant was fantastic once again, scoring 22 points. Not only that, shot 50% from the field, hitting 9 of 10 free throws. Zach Selyus, TJ Haas, each scored in double figures as well. Yoli Childs pulled down 11 boards. Dalton Nixon also proved to be a big help in the rebounding category. It was a really nice win and a nice confidence builder returning home to face the team that ended BYU's season last year. Speaking of UT Arlington, they are 1-0 and on the season after rallying to beat LMU a week ago tonight, 85-80 to in Los Angeles. The Mavericks returned two stars. Starters and 10 letter winners from last year's squad. This is a very good team. I'm curious to see how BYU playing Wednesday and UT Arlington not playing for a week affects both teams in this game tonight. Now, tonight's player interview is with a player that I mentioned just a moment ago, Dalton Nixon, the sophomore forward. Dalton is coming off a 4.2 rebound, one block, and two steal performance against the Princeton Tigers on Wednesday. He's really put in the work since coming home from his mission in Boston in May. Here's my conversation with Dalton Nixon. I know the season is it's early, but I've got to imagine you guys are pretty pleased with the way things have started out. Absolutely. We uh, feel like we're getting better each week. And coming off of a road win against Princeton, we have a lot of confidence, especially on the defensive end, because that was a game that we really had to get it done um, on that end of the floor. But we're really just trying to focus on getting better here in the preseason and have some really good opportunities to, to prove ourselves. Because that played such a huge role, the defensive aspect of that game against Princeton, you know, that's something the coaches in the offseason, I know, and in practices have, have really tried to, to harp on is we've got to get better defensively. To be able to win a game like that, that had to have been really rewarding. Absolutely, and it's something that we've understood that um, offensively we may not have the best night, but our defense is something that can always be there. It can always be a staple for us, and that's something that we're trying to um, make a focus in our team. I mentioned the confidence uh, a minute ago. Is that something that's building, or did this team come in pretty confident really to begin the year? I think to begin the year we, we came in really confident, and I think that is because of all the hard work over the summer, and we've spent months together trying to focus on this defensive mindset, getting uh, um, these defensive principles down and really focusing on the details of the defensive end. So for you, what have the last couple of months been coming back from the mission, getting back and, and ready and you know, kind of jumping into this? How, how crazy have the last couple of months been for you? It's been really crazy. And, and it's hard when you come back in May and start working out in June um, because the season feels like it's going to be so far away. Um, but it came so fast and I feel really prepared and feel like I'm in a good position to help this team. And it's just been so much fun to be able to be back on the court with with my teammates. Where do you feel you're better or better equipped to handle the game from 
before your mission? Um, I think physically. Um, I feel like I've grown into my body in a way that um, I can just be more athletic on the court. Um, and I think that just comes from being a couple years older and then really just trying to focus on um, understanding the defensive and offensive principles that we're um, trying to implement as a team and then being able to, to go out and execute. What do you anticipate your role being on this team this year? Um, I feel like I can add a lot of energy um, on both the offensive and the defensive side and um, just really want to be a guy that um, my teammates can count on and be in a position to um, just be a player that just goes out there and just wants to win. What's the dynamic of this team, like the locker room where you guys are just hanging out? What's the vibe with this team? Um, Something that's really special about this team is just how close we are together. It's a different team than last year, and a lot of guys have come together, a lot of new guys, transfers, uh, return missionaries. But I've been so impressed at how everyone has come together, and just the team chemistry is something that's really unique about this team. You know, there's certainly a case can be made for either, whether it's having a bunch of guys together for a long time and having that camaraderie and knowing everybody. But there's also something to be said for having new guys coming in and new blood, new attitude. And I think that's probably what you're talking about a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Just in my experience, um, coming back from my mission, a couple of new coaches that weren't here before, a new strength coach, this facility, and teammates. um, To me, it was a fresh start. And so I was able to, to really just um, be committed to the game and committed to this team. And I think everyone's kind of had that mindset and has had a, a really good experience over the summer and the fall to really just put ourselves in a position to be great teammates and uh, just do our best to, to win. I'm assuming that you were getting updates on the, uh, the annex while you were gone, but to actually see it and to have access to this all the time, what kind of a game changer can that be? Um, it's definitely a game changer, and it's something, especially in the off season, that um, we really try to take advantage of, to have the courts up here and the hoops, and then also the weight room so close. Um, it was really helpful to be able to to know that you had a place to come and to work out. And um, our guys love getting in the gym, and we've been really just focused on developing our, our own personal games in the off season, so that when the time is now in the season that we can come together and put this this together as a team what have you been focusing on in terms of ut arlington really good team and i know you weren't on the the team last year but there's obviously some history with last year's loss to them in the nit so what's been the focus in regards to the mavericks um i think the focus is um again on the defensive end different different mindset than last year obviously um new guys and so um i I think we all feel really confident going into this game um, that our game plan and with the hard work that we've put in that we'll put ourselves in a position to, to win this game. Is there a revenge factor? I mean, has that been brought up by those that were on the team last year? Like, all right, they got us, but now it's our turn to give it right back? Yeah, definitely. And, and even me uh, not being on the team last year, um, I still you know, feel like there's a chip on our shoulder to go out and to, to beat this team. And so that's what we're going to try and do. Awesome. Dalton, great stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, that's a sophomore forward Dalton Nixon, uh, really good guy and really excited about the opportunity he's going to have with this team and growing with this group. And it was interesting when I was asking him about the team and the vibe with these guys when they're just kind of hanging out. And I had the opportunity yesterday to spend about four hours 
with most of the players uh, on the team yesterday. We were doing some things for for BYU TV and and getting ready for uh, uh, some stuff over on the TV side of things. So I I got to speak with with a lot of the players, and you you got that sense that this is a really close team. They get along. They're genuinely excited about the opportunity to play with each other. It it is a really nice vibe going on with this team. Uh, And, you know... For however much you want to look into that and how that helps with winning, the team is 2-0, and they're certainly uh, feeling good about the direction of where things are going. The direction on where we're going, we're going to go to the Marriott Center next. Coming up, it's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75, 66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. BYU basketball coming your way. BYU hosting UT Arlington at the Marriott Center. That's where we are going to go right now. What is our courtside conversation with Mark Durant? Good evening, Mark. How are you? Jason, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, You know what? No complaints on my part. Uh, we've got BYU basketball tonight and a really good matchup. I'm excited about this matchup. We, we will get into the specifics of tonight's game, but what did you make of BYU's win Wednesday at Princeton? Based on the fact that the offense struggled at times, I thought that was pretty impressive to be able to win that game on the road. Yeah, certainly something that you wouldn't have seen last year. I mean, last year they had to outscore people to beat them. They weren't going to win anything defensively. And what a radical change it at least appears in the early going for BYU on the defensive end. They they look really, really good, really locked in, good fundamentals, uh, denying the three, denying the opportunity to shoot the three and contesting it, but not, not flying at guys and being out of position. Uh, you got Yoli back there, who's a great rim protector and shot blocker, had a bunch, another bunch of blocks. And so they're just kind of forcing people to beat them at that mid-range, uh, uh, you know, 10 to 15-foot difficult-type shots. And even when they go, they only count for two. And so all of a sudden, you're a, a game where you're not playing particularly well. And, man, look at the rebounding numbers, 36 to 23, which causes me some concern, by the way. But still, <laughs> one offensive rebound. And, I mean, you go on the road, those numbers do not translate to a win. And BYU did it. Shot great from the free throw line, made big plays when they had to, and played really good defense. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of the, the – I don't like to think about the Utes too much, but it's kind of been the Utah model the last few years in both football and basketball where really not much of an offense, but they D it up. So they're in every game and will have a chance at the end. And BYU gave themselves a chance and then – made the plays when the, when they had an opportunity to at the end. I was very impressed with that effort. Well, I mean, the defense certainly has stood out. I mean, they still haven't allowed a team to shoot 40%. But, I, you know, when you look at teams that are successful, most times, obviously, there's they, they win a, a certain way all the time. But, but the, the good teams, even when they get into a different type of game or a different style or different circumstances, they still find a way to win. And I think the fact that BYU did win a game in a manner in which they're not used to winning, I really think that can pay dividends. You know, when I, growing up when uh, you'd play summer ball and stuff, uh, Jason, I, there were certain guys, 
that I always wanted to be on their team. And I knew if I got on that guy's team, I'd be playing on the for the rest of the day, and, and we wouldn't lose. And some guys just have this w- winning mentality and are going to find a way to win no matter what. And uh, I'm hoping, obviously, again, everything's qualified with how early the season is, but I'm hoping a couple of these guys have that attitude. I think Yoli's one of those guys, TJ, uh, Elijah, you know, they've won a lot of games at Bingham and uh, Lone Peak and other places. Yeah, last year wasn't the best, but I think these guys are winners, and I think they like playing together, and there's good chemistry, and it makes a difference when a team collectively thinks we're good and we're going to win games. And uh, not not a team that's kind of, oh, uh, you know, I hope we can pull this out, but rather going in with certain swagger and saying, Hey, we're we're got this. We're we're all right. We're going to win this game, and yeah, they'll they'll do it different ways. It doesn't matter. You just have a winning mindset. Whatever it takes, we're going to do it. And lo and behold, they did it. And they, like like we said, they probably shouldn't have won that game, but uh, found a way to get it done. And I hope that's a good portent for things to come with this team. That they will really have a, a bit of a. A chip on their shoulder and a swagger about them that they're gonna they're gonna win games no matter what. Well, and I think something, and it's something you and I have discussed before. And granted, it's still very early, but I think this year's team has a versatility that just wasn't there last year, at least to this degree. Would you agree with that? I think so. Uh, I think Yoli just himself. I know I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't been more productive offensively, but he does a lot of things on the floor. He's actually very versatile for a big man and causes uh, a lot of problems for other teams. Now, he, they may do some things to take him out of the game, but when they do things to take him out, they sacrifice other things. So uh, I think certainly the addition of Zach Selyus being a, a three-point shooter really stretches the floor, makes it easier for everybody. It uh, gives you a real offensive weapon there. That spreads it open for TJ. And, and really, Elijah Bryant has just been fantastic. And uh, just his good health, knock on wood, and his confidence and size. and I mean, he's just a really unique player. And uh, I think all these things make it very difficult for an opposing team and gives Coach Rose a lot of options. You bring in Dalton Nixon, who has been great as well. And, He's a guy that can play any spot on the floor, really. I think he could play any spot on the floor and, and, and do all right. And uh, he plays hard. So you've, you've got a lot of guys that are kind of that 6'5 to 6'8 and uh, can switch on defense and play different positions. And that, that, that helps as a, as a coach when you when one thing's not working, it's not the end of the world for you. Like if, if Eric Meek is not playing well, it's not the end of the world. Just someone else can step up and play well. So I, I hope that's the case. Certainly has been so far in the preseason first couple games. This will be, Jason, as you know, a real test against Arlington, uh, the team that really handed it to BYU in the NIT and has uh, had a good couple years and has excellent players. Absolutely. And when you face the team that ended your season the previous year, how much added incentive does it give you when you play them? Well, a lot of people have different thoughts about that. I can only tell you how I felt, and uh, it it was huge for me. It really motivated me, I, uh, and maybe it shouldn't have other than I was always just looking for something to motivate me. Uh, you only get a certain number of games, Jason, and uh, you got to get ready to go every game and get after it. 
And whether I had to use a team beating me the year before or whatever it was, if my if my girlfriend didn't give me a kiss goodbye that day, whatever, <laughs> I had to get myself. That rarely happened, by the way. I, I, I was going to say, I can't believe that would ever happen, but I whatever. I get myself fired up. I mean, these guys are top players. They want to win. you got to go and match that. I mean, you're going into a buzzsaw, and you better bring something on your end, or you're going to get chewed up. How do you think BYU matches up with the Mavericks this time around? Well, better. I, I worry about... Uh, Kevin Hervey, he's, uh, I mean, i just watching him warm up. He's long and athletic and dunking it like it's a Nerf hoop, you know. And he had 22, I think, last year in this building, had 28 in their first game this year. He's the best player BYU's seen by far. And uh, so we'll see how they can handle him. Um, that worries me. Neil's very good. I mean, they've, they're one of the most experienced teams, if not the most experienced team in the country. But they did lose three of the starters from that game. But, they I mean, there's a lot of firepower coming back. And they beat Oklahoma in an exhibition. That's not nothing. And they beat LMU. And that's almost nothing. But maybe LMU, you know, <laughs> all I know is they're athletic and they're a confident team because they've won a lot of games and have had a lot of success the last couple of years. And they've, namely, in this building. I mean, it was a laugher last year. So why should they be too scared of BYU? And uh, so they're going to be playing with confidence, and they got good, experienced players. Minder so more with Mark Durant joining me. Our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center tonight is BYU hosts the UT Arlington Mavericks. You mentioned Elijah Bryant uh, a moment ago. He's averaging 24.5 points per game in the two games so far. Uh, in his first game of the season, shot 90%. Game two at Princeton, 50%. How much of this offensive attack do you think he can keep up? Because he certainly has the skills. I don't see any reason why he can't keep doing it. I mean, other teams are going to – he's going to be number one on their list of things they need to stop. So they'll do some things to slow him down a little bit. But he's got a unique combination of size, and uh, he can jump well. Uh, is a good enough shooter from three that they have to respect him. But when you have a point guard with that kind of size, I mean, it's a little bit like Kyle Collinsworth. Uh, it, it just puts a whole heck of a lot of pressure on defense. So what do you do? You put your three guy on him to stop him, but then he's quicker and he can do. Or you put your point guard on him, or he's not tall enough. I mean, it's it's a tough guard for him. But teams are going to try and do some different things. But that's going to open it up. That's that's a good thing about this team is you you take away one guy or two, even two guys. It's you're, you're going to be leave yourself vulnerable to another guy to hurt you. And uh, I, but I think uh, they may be able to slow down Elijah a little bit, but. He's terrific. The only thing that's going to stop Elijah this year is Elijah if he gets hurt. And uh, you're just gun-shy with with him. But so far, he looks fantastic. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, Last thing for you, Mark. What do you think tonight's game hinges on? Uh, I I think... uh, BYU's got to rebound a heck of a lot better. I mean, uh, if you thought Princeton could rebound, you wait till you see these guys. And uh, I think if they're equaling the, the rebound totals and, and keep the turnovers down, I think those two things will be important. Uh, otherwise, I think BYU's got a great, great chance. And they weren't in a good spot last year when they played that game. I'm not going to go completely by that game, but uh, they're, they're going to have to really give a good effort tonight to, to hope to beat Arlington. Mark, thank you as always. Uh, We'll hear you with Greg coming up in uh, just a little bit. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Have a good one. You bet. That's Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college basketball. 
maybe even check in the NBA. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. BYU basketball in action tonight, hosting UT Arlington. We'll get you over to the Marriott Center coming up in just a moment. Let's update you on action going on in top 25 college basketball games going on right now. In the second half, number 24, West Virginia. Listen to this score. Hosting Morgan State, West Virginia up by 50, 78 to 28. Some finals for you. Purdue over Fairfield, 106 to 64. Northwestern defeating LaSalle, 82 to 74, and number 22, Seton Hall, defeating uh, New Jersey uh, Institute of Technology. Again, I'm not sure why they have a basketball team. 82-53 is the final coming up a little bit later on tonight. Two teams, one with local ties, one with ties to the conference, for BYU at least. Number 17, Gonzaga, hosting Utah State. That game is about to tip off in Spokane in about an hour and five minutes. So uh, we'll give you updates on that one coming up a little later on. Before we move any further, let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station ID. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Quickly check in on the NBA. The Utah Jazz looking to bounce back from a very disappointing loss last night in Brooklyn. Right now having no problem on the road at Orlando. Eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Jazz leading the Orlando Magic by 33 points. It's 103-70. Rodney Hood having himself one heck of a game. 31 points, five rebounds, and two assists. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Celtics trailing right now at Atlanta in the third quarter. The Hawks with a 60-56 to lead over Atlanta. The Charlotte Hornets at home hosting the Clippers. Clippers with a one-point lead at 80-79. to Just under seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. If you had not heard, maybe you're trying to forget it. Earlier today, BYU lost at home on senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. UMass defeating the Cougars 16 to 10. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, our BYU Sports Doubleheader Day continues and concludes with the BYU Cougars hosting the UT Arlington Mavericks in a rematch from the first round of the 2017 NIT. A game won by the Mavs on this floor, a game that ended BYU's season. Tonight, only three Cougars are back from that game. UTA returns with most of its roster intact. The Mavs promise to be just as hard to beat. 
But this year's Cougar squad is playing with the early season confidence and some defensive swagger, which was really not part of last year's equation. I'm Greg Grubel, back alongside my courtside commentary colleague, the former BYU Ironman. He's Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, for the ninth time in the Dave Rose era, BYU is 2-0. So we've been here before after two games, but the start to this season has been particularly satisfying, I think, for what the Cougars have already shown us. Uh, even winning an exhibition in the pit was a bit of an eye-opener. Uh, the season opener against MVSU was a bit of a cakewalk, yes, but uh, then going to Princeton and winning a grinder, oh, I think a real uh, feather in the Cougars' cap this week. Well, I didn't get to see that game. You and Terry did a great job, and I. it was fun to listen to you guys. I felt like kind of the Clark, Gl- Clark Griswold's dad when these the lights come on they don't come on and he's like i can picture it in my mind clark and it's breathtaking that's i was picturing it all in my mind listening to you and terry and it was breathtaking because i could feel the defense i love the defense i'm a defensive guy i was a defensive stopper guy and i it's killed me to watch the defense the last couple years and they that's how they won how else could they possibly win that game but by playing Terrific defense. Got out-rebounded by a zillion. Only got one offensive rebound. Shot shot poorly. And they won that game on the road against a decent team. And it wasn't so much that they won the game. It's just how they won it. Uh, that this, this team can find different ways to win. Yeah, maybe they need to shoot a little bit better, but they can D up people. That excites me, Greg. I'm excited about BYU's defense, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. They're going to have to really play good defense tonight because yeah. we've seen this team before. You don't want a, a redux of what happened last year. No doubt. Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are at the Marriott Center for 2-0 BYU hosting 1-0 UT Arlington. Third game in a series even at one apiece. BYU beat the Mavericks here in 1988. At the Cougar Classic, a UTA won the last meeting, of course, earlier this calendar year in the first round of the NIT. BYU had turnover trouble, and the Mavs made BYU pay. They scored 32 points off of turnovers and won at 105-89. to I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose a short time ago here at the Marriott Center about what uh, this team uh, might do tonight as related to what it did against BYU in March and how BYU can handle a talented UTA team starting five seniors here this evening. It's a really good group, and uh, I think that our guys know firsthand you know, how good they are. They, they lost a couple guys from that team last year, but when you look at just the rosters and who played in the game, we have four guys on our roster that played in the game, and they have eight guys from, you know, and, and they're, they're two, you know, big guys, Wilson and, uh, and Hervey, both had, you know, 20-point games, 20-plus point games, and, and, and the little point guard, Neil, had 13 assists in here. So we've got our... We've got our hands full. Great challenge. Good time to play this game. I, I see where our guys are at. See where, what uh, you know we're, we're ready for. I think Herbie's as good a player as we'll play all year long, as far as the size and the ability to create his own shot and score. He's an inside-out guy. He can hit the three. I mean, he's just got a great feel to his game. And then Neil's a guy that can get anywhere he wants on the floor. And we're going to have to really uh, know where he's at and 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 try to make them do things that they're not comfortable doing, which is a pretty tough chore. 
Beyond that, what's another thing or two that would have to happen differently to get a different result this time than you had in March? Well, they shot 31 threes against us, okay? And then we've we got to get that number way down. We, we've got to uh, uh, guard them way better in transition. They scored 32 points in transition against us on, you know, 20 turnovers, 11 live, live ball turnovers were just re- ridiculously hard to, to defend that. So we can't turn the ball over. And uh, and then we're, you know we've got to do a much better job of getting them off the three point line and get them in shooting contested twos. Okay, uh, Princeton. Once you reviewed that game and, and and put that one to bed, what do you really like from that that you think could carry over? Although it's a different kind of challenge and opponent here tonight. Well, what I really liked was was how our guys, uh, you know, together perp, you know prepared for that game. I think we had a really good game plan, but the execution of the game plan continued from. You know uh, the first four minutes to the th- you know the third four minutes to the you know um, ninth four minutes, and then we played really good you know last four minutes to win it with five stops in a row. So I think that uh, you know our defensive uh, you know approach is is really good, and then offensively we we just made enough plays. We made a lot of free throws. I didn't make hopefully we make a lot more shots here tonight. Uh, and uh, but but I, I did like our approach. What do you think the value might be of having to go to the pit and grind out a different kind of game, and then go all the way across to Princeton and find a way to win that game uh, for this team moving forward? Well, well, the confidence of the New Mexico game really is is similar to this game because they're really front loaded, and they really have to turn the ball turn you over to to get the the number that they need to win. I mean, when they played Oklahoma this year in their charity exhibition yeah. game, they turned them over and just uh, scored at will and beat them. Beat them 20 you know 20 points kind of going away and, Scored 99 right yeah and so that that's the key is not to turn that thing over and that was you know a, a big part of that new mexico thing was you know we turned it over a few times and how you turn it over is a big issue too because if you throw it out of bounds at least you can guard it you know if you just turn it over and they steal it from you or they deflect it away or whatever and then you have to guard that it's you know it's a it's like a fire drill getting back and it's really hard and so uh but we'll see how we play i think jashir will be a, a you know a big part of this game hopefully that uh if they're going to press us like they did a little bit last it last year then they you see on film that that's a part of what they do hopefully we can attack that press get it get it up early and and score the ball and get them out of it and that takes away one of their real weapons which is how they try to turn you over you played a couple of games now at 65 possessions. What would you expect or anticipate in tonight's game? Uh, it'll probably be you know around there, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, but you know what? It, the important thing for us when you when you talk about trying to become a better offensive team, we've always been a really good one side team. We can push that thing up and get a good look and and score it. And we're trying to get that number, you know, from somewhere near 40 percent of our offense to maybe where. We're only shooting 10 to 12 a game on the first side. And then get that over to the second side. We're shooting a really good percentage from the floor on second and third side shots. And, and hopefully that, that pays off as we you know get through the season, that we become better and better in a half court. Uh, and that will help us in those tough league games. All right. Look forward to tonight's NIT rematch, if you will, with UTA. Coach, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose and the Seeding Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next, live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Oh. Shot, score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and in! This is 
the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center. Second game of our BYU Sports doubleheader earlier today. UMass defeated BYU 16-10 on the gridiron. Tonight it's a BYU basketball. Cougars looking to stay unbeaten on the season as they welcome in the Mavericks of UT Arlington. UTA has been off for a week since winning its season opener against LMU. Again, the Lions led by 13 in the second half before fading late. Nice win for the Mavs, who were led by Sunbelt Conference preseason player of the year, Kevin Herbie. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, courtside statistician. This is BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard still our studio host, and our control board operator is still Carter Malloy on this long day of play. We are heard tonight on the new skin BYU Sports Network, a satellite BYU Radio Sirius XM 143 over the air, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, network affiliates and online at BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com, KSL.com, as well as the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, along as the KSL and the TuneIn Radio apps. Lots of ways to listen. It's good to have you along. Well, BYU comes into tonight's game off of Wednesday's cross-country win at Princeton. In that game, Elijah Bryant leads BYU with 22. He's scored now 27 and 22 in the first two games of the season. He's a guy that UTA did not see in March. And, Mark, you could say that we are now seeing the real Eli for the first time. He looks to be fully healthy and really a handful to defend. Well, not only healthy, and as a result of being healthy, his his mind, he's playing with a lot of confidence. So even last year when he was getting close to healthy, he was still, you could tell, kind of unsure about things. And now he's just playing with extreme confidence and uh, and playing with that athleticism we'd hope to see. He reminds me, Greg, a lot of Kyle Collinsworth. I mean, he's a tall 6'7"-ish point guard with good athleticism, but uh, Kyle did some things better, rebound a little bit better, but what, what Elijah does better than Kyle is he's a, he's a threat from the three-point line. You have to come out and guard him, so now that really puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Then he can get by you and get in the paint and score, whereas Kyle was kind of going at you even though you're back there already. And, and so he's just been very smooth, very confident, and he looks fantastic. I, I, I think this is going to be a special year for Elijah and his team's have to figure out how to stop him. It's going to open things up for Yoli and TJ and Zach. I mean, it's just he's just going to be a real help to this team this year. We'll get UTA head coach Scott Cross's thoughts on this BYU team as we continue from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, it's so a BYU and UT Arlington tipping it staff to the bottom of the hour. Tonight's game part of the Barclays Center Classic that will conclude next weekend in Brooklyn. UTA coached by Scott Cross, now in his 12th season with the Mavericks. He's led his team to consecutive 20-win seasons for the first time in program history. Last year's team won 27 games. Win number 26 came right here at the Marriott Center in the NIT. I spoke with Coach Cross a short time ago about this uh, NIT rematch so soon after the last meeting. It was one of our best games of the year. It was uh, one of those games where everything kind of falls in place. We executed about as good as we possibly could have offensively, and I thought our guys played hard defensively. And so uh, it just all came together that night. We we had three or four games like that last year, and uh, fortunately for us, it, that was one of those games for us. 
And then to see this game come together and get scheduled for the same building so early in the next season, that's kind of crazy. Well, I don't think either coast probably was looking forward to it. Uh, they're, they're a great team. They're extremely difficult to beat on the road. Uh, they have a great home court advantage. They have good players. They're defending. I uh, got a lot of guys that can shoot it, good inside game. So we're going to have our hands full, but uh, hopefully our guys are up for the challenge. You bring back more guys from that game than BYU right now. For example, you didn't play against an Elijah Bryant who was out uh, injured. You didn't see a Zach Sell. You didn't see Luke Worthington. So there are just enough new faces for you to have a different look at a game plan. Yeah, and I think those guys uh, from watching them on film are all really, really bought into what they do. I think they're playing great defense right now. It looks like they're shooting the ball very, very well from the outside. and. Obviously, they have a good inside presence as well. So uh, we're going to have to do like we did last year. We're going to have to move the ball offensively. We're going to have to go inside, outside, and try and get some easy buckets in transition. And then we're going to have to be on top of it defensively. Our first game, we weren't really good defensively. Uh, we got crushed on the boards. Uh, so we're going to have to do a good job blocking out Childs and uh, Brian. Both of them are exceptional rebounders. And uh, our guys are going to have to really take up space and make a concentrated effort on the glass. The way you won that LMU opener uh, could be an early season character builder. Well, I think so. I think the positive from that game is we were down 13 with Second eight half. minutes to yeah. go, and we ended up uh, coming back and winning it. Uh, the negative side of that is we were down 13 with eight minutes to go. So I'm proud of our guys for not quitting and for finding a way to come back and win. But we didn't do the little things right. We didn't rebound. We didn't defend the way I wanted us to. We didn't scrap and claw uh, like some of our teams did last year. So we have to be better at those things in order to win a game like this on the road. One of your seniors is a newcomer. That said, you start five seniors. That's pretty comforting for most coaches, I would think. Well, it is. I think that's probably part of the reason why we were able to win that LMU game is because we did have some experience and some guys who have been through the fire. Uh, but, again, you know, every team is different, and, you know, it is an adjustment. Uh, we lost some of our toughest guys, and Jorge, Drew, Jalen, Faith Pope, those guys uh, played great defense. They rebounded. They were tough and physical, and so we had to replace that aspect. I think our size our length, our talent level is as good or better, uh, but we have to do the little things if we want to have the same type of season. Kevin Hurry was excellent in the win over BYU here in, the, in March. 22 points, 8 rebounds. Eric Neal had 13 assists, and uh, Kalen Wilson had a 20-point night that game, and he'll now be starting with you in that backcourt tonight. Yeah, I think Kalen, that was probably his best game of the year. Uh, we had started him the previous game in the Sunbelt uh, Conference Tournament, and obviously we were terrible in that game. Uh, he came out and played unbelievable. I think Eric was really the guy, though, that kind of made the difference in the game. He, he dominated with his speed, the way he pitched the ball up the floor. We were unbelievable in transition. He did a great job just running the show and getting the ball where it needs to go. And when he does that, the rest of the guys are going to have good basketball games because of him. Interesting contrast, last couple things. You start five seniors. BYU has no seniors on the roster. Well, that is. Uh, they have good players, though. Uh, you know, watching them on film, I have a ton of respect for them. I think they're playing really, really hard right now, really good defense. Uh, you know, they have the home court behind them. Uh, fans get extremely loud. I remember that from a few months ago. And so uh, our guys are going to have to bring their best game. Of course, the result was in your favor, but I think you enjoyed the Provo hospitality first time around in March, didn't you, you and your family and the players? It was absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, I think back and I remember singing the national anthem and just 
this here, and it felt like all 15,000 of them were singing along. Uh, you know, they had made some little gifts for our wives uh, in the locker room, which was pretty amazing. I know my wife uh, decided to do that for our last two NIT games as well. Uh, but the people are friendly. I mean, we walked in a restaurant yesterday, and there was somebody with a BYU uh, sweatshirt on, and he was like, welcome to Provo. Just very, very friendly people out here. And so it's been a great experience for our guys. Coach Gross, good to have you back today, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you very much. All right, that's UT Arlington head coach Scott Cross. Time for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight, it's another BYU basketball trivia question. TJ Haas has made a three-pointer in 18 consecutive games. He's tied with Chase Fisher for the seventh longest streak in BYU hoops history. So who holds the BYU record for consecutive games with a three? The answer coming up next as we lead you into BYU and UTA on the Cougar Tip-Off Show, part of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, so BYU and UT Arlington coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. And tonight, some more BYU basketball trivia. TJ Haas has made a three-pointer in 18 consecutive games. He's tied with Chase Fisher for the seventh longest streak in BYU basketball history. So who holds the BYU record for consecutive games with a three? Mark, what do you think? I've taken enough of Greg Rubel's Cougar quizzes to know <laughs> it can't possibly be that easy. You'd think Jimmer, but I'm a, for some reason I'm going JT in my mind. JT, Jonathan Tavernari. Uh, would, it, would it be okay if I told you that it was Nick Emery? I, I, that was my next choice. Honest. Honest to goodness. Because it seemed like, remember, we talked about that last year. Yeah, 32 so. games with a three for Nick Emery. That streak he did end last season. Uh, so, Yoli Childs, Princeton game, one field goal. Uh, it was a pretty big one, but not a big night from the field for Yoli. But he still made plays. He actually leads BYU in assists through two games right now. Yeah, he's playing great other than this. I think he lost a little confidence uh, a couple games ago. He missed some easy shots, and now it's in his head a little bit. He's got to come out. He's got to play great tonight. He's got to get 20-plus tonight against these Arlington big guys to have any hope for BYU to win. All right, injury notes next. You're on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celia's three. Got it! Zach Celia's makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside.
Timpanogos Regional Hospital injury report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital emergency room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. And the injury notes remain the same. Ryan Andrews out with a couple of knee issues. And uh, Braden Shaw is on the sideline with his uh, foot in a boot dealing with an ankle issue. Tip-off is coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.